Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Hey, friends. What a weird time we're in. Oh, man. I never could have predicted that this would be the start to our year. I don't think anyone could have. On top of the life-altering transition of my husband working from home, now we have COVID-19 to throw us for a loop, and I know firsthand how anxiety-provoking and stressful these really uncertain times can be. Which is why I wanted to hop on today on an unplanned, mostly unscripted bonus episode to be here with you, to hold the space for you during this unsettling time and provide some encouragement if you're feeling the weight of the world on you, and this especially applies if you've ever struggled with your relationship with food. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. Our issues with food in our body don't go away when the world is in crisis. In fact, they can be magnified by the stress of the world around us. And we're sitting at home alone, or mostly alone if you have kids like I do, feeling like we can't escape our thoughts and maybe not quite sure what to do with them. I've also heard from my community that it can be triggering how many people are worried about their diets or worried about gaining weight through this isolation, talking about it on social media, rather than taking this opportunity to be present with their families, which makes me so sad. So today, what I want to share with you is four reasons that you might be feeling crazier around food around this time and what to do with it, how to approach it, and how to feel less stressed about food during this crazy time in our world. The first thing that might have you feeling a little more crazy around food is just overall anxiety. Whether you have a 
an ongoing anxiety that's been a part of your life for some time, or it's just popping up with this whole COVID-19 crisis, anxiety is high these days. Everywhere we turn, there's information overload, and just like with nutrition information, it can be really hard to weed through and hard to identify what's true and what isn't. And this can cause even more anxiety because we're so uncertain. Stressful and anxious feelings often lead to one or two things when it comes to how we approach eating. Either we crave comfort or we crave control or both. We crave comfort from food because food is easy. Food is available. We like food. We know food food makes us feel good. So when we feel like we're trying to hold it together for everyone around us, for the people around us, in our community, for our kids, it's easy to turn to food for that release because we know that it's going to make us feel good. But the problem is food only makes us feel good for a short period of time. It only makes us feel good while we're eating it. And once we're done, our problems are still there. But craving that comfort has us turning to food as a really easy means of feeling good. On the flip side of things, oftentimes we also crave control. When things feel out of control, we often have the desire to control. This can send us into desiring old controlling ways around food, especially if the media is talking about this as well, or overeating to cope with the feelings of being out of control. This scarcity mindset also contributes to this. This is the exact same reason everyone bought all the toilet paper. When we're afraid something's going to be gone, we feel like we need to hoard it all now. We oftentimes have those same feelings around food. If we feel like there's a possibility this food or this type of food won't be available for us anymore, we want to consume it all now because we want that feeling. We're afraid that feeling of comfort that food brings us is going to be gone or that food is going to be gone. And this happens a lot when we're dieting as well. This is the same feeling our body has when we are either dieting or restricting ourselves or obsessing over portions or macros or whatever that is, when we're only allowing ourselves a certain amount of food, oftentimes we end up overeating later on when we do allow ourselves the freedom to have more food, this pseudo permission, because we're afraid that we won't be able to have it again. It's oftentimes why we'll eat beyond fullness when we're on a plan like that, because we think that we're, we have no idea when we're going to have our next meal or when we're going to be allowed that type of food again. And that's why permission is so important. And that's why people feel so comforted having stacks and stacks and stacks of toilet paper in their house, no matter if it affects the general public, because it makes them feel comforted that if in the case there's a toilet paper shortage or they're not able to leave their house, they'll be able to wipe their butts. (laughs) So how do we combat this when it comes to food? Well, the first thing that we need to do is the most uncomfortable thing, and that's to feel your feelings. That's to identify what you're feeling. And I know that it probably doesn't feel good to tune in right now and go, okay, what am I feeling during this whole situation? It can feel really uncomfortable to go, I'm really stressed and I'm really anxious and I don't know what the world is going to look like. I don't know if my friends or family members are going to get COVID-19. I don't know what it's going to feel like being in isolation for a few weeks with my kids. Are we actually going to go crazy? (laughs) The uncertainty and what we're feeling can be confusing and it might take some time to really weed through our feelings and decide what we're feeling. But 
knowing and identifying what we're feeling through this and allowing ourselves to feel it. Whether this means processing it through with someone, with your spouse, with a close friend or family member, with a counselor, anyone who is willing to listen without judgment is the person to talk to about this. Or you might need to work through your feelings by doing something like journaling or crying or taking a shower or going for a walk if you're able to. But doing something that allows you to work through these feelings and actually feel them and identify them is the first step. And the second thing that's really important during this time is to take care of yourself. It's those baseline self-care things that oftentimes get lost when we're feeling like we're in crisis mode. We'll go and buy all the toilet paper. We'll make sure we have bottled water. We'll make sure we have all the canned goods and we'll forget to eat. We'll forget to drink water. We'll forget to take showers. We might not be able to go and do the indulgent self-care things that we might have been able to do in the past like Many petties and massages, but we can still take care of ourselves on a baseline level by making sure that we're eating regular meals, we're getting sleep as much as possible, we're taking rest if we need it, we're only working out if it feels good, we're not putting extra stress on our bodies if that doesn't feel good, we're drinking the water, we're doing the things that we know feel good for ourselves because even when it feels like the world is crashing in on itself, we still need to be there to hold up ourselves and we need to take care of ourselves so we can be there for the people around us who need us to be there for them. And now this doesn't mean that you need to take this on as a burden. Because when we are feeling our best, we are able to show up for them in the best way that we can without it feeling like an overburden. But when we are underfed and dehydrated and without sleep, it's really hard to keep a calm and focused mindset and stay centered and be there for the people in our lives like we want to. So take care of yourself. When we're not taking care of ourselves, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed and to have those feelings feel really overwhelming and almost overtaking. The next thing that's really important and can be really important is to distract yourself in a healthy way. This doesn't mean Like I said before, not feeling your feelings or ignoring them, but I shared an exercise on Instagram stories the other day that a lot of you found helpful, so I thought that I would share it here if you didn't hear me share it over there. So I want you to take a piece of paper, just a regular old white piece of paper, fold it in half, grab a pen, and on one side, write a list of all of the things that make you feel good. These could be some of those self-care things that I just talked about, things like getting a full night of sleep, things like making sure that you take a shower, drinking a lot of water, eating foods that make you feel good, giving yourself a pedicure, taking a bubble bath, going for a walk around the block, laughing hysterically to a silly show, cuddling with with your kids, whatever makes you feel really good, and keep this to things that you can do for free at home. What are things that make you feel really good? And on the other side of the paper, I want you to write things that you've wanted to do or accomplish, but things that you can do from your home. Maybe things that you've put off because you haven't had the time to do but things that would make you feel really good to accomplish or do while you have this extra time that you might not have had before. Maybe you want to put together that baby book or that scrapbook that you have been putting off. Maybe you want to do that house project, clean out that drawer, read that book, or take that online course that you've been putting off. 
What are things that would make you feel good that are that are something that you could actually do? And then take one thing from each side of that paper and choose one thing each day to do while you're in this period of social distancing, isolation, quarantine, so that you are taking care of yourself and you're distracting yourself in a way that's really productive and positive in your life so that you're not just focusing on you know, feeling all of the feelings and you're not just focusing on the fact that you feel like you just want to eat all of the foods in the cupboard because you're so stressed out and anxious, but you're actually doing the things to make yourself feel good outside of food. And then you're also doing some of those special things that you didn't have time for and all of a sudden you do. So why not see if you can sit down and curl up on the couch during nap time and read that novel that everyone's been talking about. And lastly, when we're talking about this, just remember that our food supply is okay. This is only temporary. You have food. There will be more food available. You don't need to be anxious about having food. And now if food is an issue for you, if money is an issue for you, if you're out of a job, I encourage you to look up what resources are happening in your local area. There's an incredible amount of food pantries, school lunch programs that are still going throughout this crisis to make sure that everyone can be fed. And those of you who are in a position to help others, this is a great time to donate money to a food bank so they can help put together these bagged lunches and these food items for people who are out of jobs right now and who might need that extra support. But our food supply is okay. As a country, we are not low on food. You don't need to eat all the food now and you don't need to ration it like crazy either. You can eat as normal at home and there will be more food for you. So I hope that calms a little bit of your anxiety. The next thing that can pop up for us when it comes to food and feeling crazy around food during this time is boredom. I've heard from a lot of you the desire to eat out of boredom is high. And here's where I want to encourage you in a few ways. Number one, it's okay if you're eating more because you're undistracted. This is normal. You might not even actually be eating more than you would do on a normal day. You're just more aware of how eating plays into your day. You notice the breakfast and the snacks and the lunchtime and the other snack and the dinner and the snack before bed a lot more when there aren't distractions around you. At the same time, if you're not distracted and you're not running around and you're listening to your hunger cues and you feel like you're eating a little bit more, then maybe your body does need a little bit more and that's okay. I encourage you to just listen to your body and tune into your body cues and and eat as you normally would. But it can sometimes feel overwhelming or like we're eating more because we're undistracted. And sometimes that's a good thing. It's also a really great time to take that time to tune into your body, but to also maintain a light structure around eating, to eat at regular times, to not go too long in between meals because you're busying yourself with things around the house or because you're trying not to eat. Making sure that your meals and snacks are as balanced as you can. Meals might look different during this time because it's what we have available to us right now um, in our homes, especially if we're in quarantine. But just making sure that your meals, you're not just snacking on chips all day. There's nothing wrong with chips, but that you're having, you know, some protein and some fat along with those so it doesn't feel like you're just starving all day long. And so you're just kind of stoking that hunger all day long. You're actually sitting down 
You're taking that time when you are hungry to eat that food, to enjoy that food, because you might not have had the time to enjoy that food like you had in the past as you do now. So take that time to tune in. Think of this as a gift. You are now in the best position to become an intuitive eater as you ever have been. So take that time. And lastly, Like I talked about when I was talking about anxiety, distracting yourself with positive things if you do feel like you're consistently eating out of boredom can be a really healthy way to cope with this. So this doesn't mean not feeling your feelings, like I said, but if it feels like you're just turning to food because you don't know what else to do, Maybe make a list of the things that you've always wanted to try to do. There are so many tutorials on YouTube or Pinterest to do different craft projects, house projects, cooking, try new recipes. There's nothing wrong with food being a part of this. You don't just we we just don't want you to be turning to food all day long every day because you feel like there's nothing else to do. Maybe look up, you know, if you can't go to the library, um, I know Audible has like a free one or two month subscription. You could try listening to an audiobook or um, like a Kindle type book. You could get an ebook online. There are so many different ways that you could distract yourself in a positive way outside of just turning to food. The other thing, the third thing that can make us feel a little bit crazy around food during this time is not exercising and not moving as we normally would. Especially if you've used your exercise routine or your fitness as a marker of your health, this can add an extra layer of stress and anxiety to your life. But here's where I want to encourage you with this. Number one, it is okay to rest. Stress is so much more detrimental to your health than not getting in a few workouts or a few weeks of workouts. If you are stressed and anxious during this time, it is okay if you don't feel like working out. It's okay if you take a lot of rest time. It is okay to rest. You are not going to lose your health or your fitness entirely, taking a few days, a few weeks, a few months off. Yes, your body might feel different when you come back to it, but muscle memory is a thing. Your body will get get back into it. You don't need to stress about this. In the same vein, I want to encourage you that exercise is a very, very small part when it comes to maintaining our body size. This can be a huge fear for women, especially if you've used exercise in the past as a means to make your body smaller. It is actually a very small part of the overall picture when it comes to our body size. There are a massive amount of factors that come down to our body size. So exercise is only a small part of it. Yes, it's good for our health. Yes, it's good for us. But it's okay if we take a little bit of a break. Because this is temporary. Whatever is happening in the world, as scary as it can be, as uncertain as it is, as we don't know how long it's going to be, but it is temporary. In the overall scheme of your life, this is a blip in time. You will have the rest of your life, hopefully, you know, God willing, to be able to exercise and to bring your fitness back to a place that feels good for you. This is 
also a really fabulous time to be intuitive about your movement. So to tune in to what sounds good for your body and what would feel good in your body and respond to your body. Ask your body, do a full body scan in the morning and ask your body how she feels today. And this doesn't need to be this weird woo-woo thing. It's just checking in with how do I feel? Do I feel kind of tired today? Do I feel kind of weak today? Do I feel like I woke up with lots of energy and I want to go for a jog around the block if you're able to? Or does it feel like today feels like a yoga or Pilates day, something a little bit slower, something that I wanted, that I could do on a mat, maybe taking a slow walk with the family? You might not be able to move in the same way that you have. If you were a gym girl and you were used to lifting heavy weights or doing CrossFit or working out on an elliptical machine and you don't have that type of equipment at home, you might need to find other ways to move that also make you feel good. But remember to be flexible. If you do want to move, if your body's telling you that movement sounds good, find a new way to move that you might not have tried before. There are so many apps and websites out there that are offering free trials that have so many options for at-home fitness. There's stuff on YouTube. I know the Peloton app has a free trial right now. There's a lot of local fitness studios that are providing online classes, yoga studios. Oh my gosh, I I could name, I'll try and and, um, put a couple in the show notes for you that I've had experience with and I've enjoyed in the past because this could be a really good way to just explore new types of movement you might not have tried before and bring some joy back into movement because ultimately, though exercise is a really important part of our health, exercise should bring us joy. It should add to our life, not take away. It shouldn't feel like a burden. So take this as an opportunity to broaden your view of health. Exercise is important. Food is important, but they're not everything. As we are seeing in our world right now, so much of our health is so out of our control. We can only do what we can do, but we don't need to stress about it. We can do what we can do in the moment. We will always have another opportunity to take care of our health in another way. So how can you take care of your health the best way you can right now, whether that's by resting or by movement? And this could change day to day and learning how to be flexible Be intuitive and take care of yourself in that way is huge. The last thing that can feel like a little bit of a struggle for those of us who are feeling a little crazy around food and around fitness and all of the things during this time is being out of routine. So the first thing that I want to invite you to do during this time is to establish a new routine. We don't know how long this is going to be. So taking this, rather than being a stress because we're out of our routine, we can't go to the grocery store when we normally go to the grocery store, we can't maybe make the meals we normally make, we can't go to the gym when we normally go to the gym, we can't go to work when we normally go to work. Think of this as your new normal. So establishing a new routine will help you to take care of yourself and take care of your family in the best way you can in this unique situation. Remember that this is just another season of our life and we can choose to panic or we can choose calm and we can choose to establish a new routine for this season to allow ourselves to live the best life we can during this time. So this means things like 
eating at regular times. I talked about this when I talked about self-care, making sure that you are scheduling time in for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. This doesn't mean you have to eat when you're not hungry, but making sure those times are established times during your schedule so you're not unintentionally skipping meals or just snacking all day long um, and not actually sitting down for real meals. So eating at regular times, making sure you're carving out time during the day to do that. Taking time to be with your family if you can during this time is wonderful as well, but just making sure to eat at regular times throughout the day. Carving that time to move or get outside if you're able to. If you feel like moving during this time, if it doesn't feel stressful, but it feels life-giving, then carving out that time during your day, putting in however long you want to move, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, carving out that time each and every day so you have that opportunity to move can be really helpful. And maybe mixing up the times throughout the week so you can find a time that feels the best for you. If this is a new situation, it doesn't need to be militant where you're like, okay, now my schedule is breakfast at 7 a.m. and workout at 8 a.m. Lean into what feels best for you in this season. Experiment a little bit. You have the time, so you might as well experiment a little bit. But make it a priority if it feels like it should be a priority for you. Something else that's really important is making sure you're taking care of yourself by showering, doing your hair, putting on makeup if that feels good. If you're not a makeup girl, you don't have to put makeup on. But feeling like yourself instead of staying in PJs all day or the same pair of PJs for multiple days in a row can make a world of difference for productivity, whether you're working around the house or trying to navigate working at home. Feeling like yourself is so underrated. (laughs) So I encourage you to take that shower to switch off with your spouse if you're both at home make sure that you're taking care of yourself in that way and you're feeling as normal as possible even if you're just sitting at home this also means connecting with others around you like you would if you weren't at home I'm an introvert, so being at home isn't that big a deal for me. I love the time I get to connect with my one-on-one clients. I get to connect with podcast guests. I've got my husband here. I like texting my friends, and I'm pretty good. But for those of you who are extroverts, who are used to seeing people on a regular basis, and it is important even for us introverts to be connected to people, Making time for that connection, whether it's through FaceTime, if you're all clear and you can go for a walk outside with one or two other people, whether you can, you know, Skype them if they're across the country or in a different country, or connecting on Instagram and Instagram stories. Come and check me out and say hi and tell me how you're doing. I really, truly want to hear how you're doing because I think of you all as extended family, as friends. You are my community. That's why I call you friends because I care deeply about my community and I want to make sure you're all doing well during this time. So please come and check in with me if you're feeling like this is a struggle and I want to provide as much help as I can to you. So continuing to connect with others so you're not feeling isolated because this can feel like a very isolating situation and none of us like the feeling of being alone. So I want you to know that you are not alone and you don't need to feel like it. And lastly, planning and prepping your meals as usual can also take some of the stress off of this time. When everything else feels so haphazard, just having some routine to that. And again, it doesn't need to be super strict. You don't need to follow a strict meal plan, but making sure that you're prepping something ahead of time, that you're having, you're taking a couple hours at the beginning of the week or whatever time you have during the week to prep ahead so every meal doesn't feel like a burden when you're already at home trying to navigate having kids at home, working from home, whatever you're doing at home, 
can be really helpful. So carving out that time and just like I, whenever I talk about meal prep, making it fun, making it relaxing, having a kombucha or a glass of wine, putting in a podcast or your favorite music and just taking a couple hours to prep ahead to make sure your meals are planned and you can mix and match them throughout the week. I want you to be flexible in that way. But having some consistency and some routine to that can feel really comfortable. If you like experimenting and cooking in the kitchen, then maybe this isn't for you. But if you like that routine like I do, it can be helpful to make sure that every meal doesn't feel like an hour-long ordeal every night that you've set yourself up to make meals easier when this time is a little bit more crazy. And I also want you to remember that It's okay if your meals look different or aren't perfectly balanced during this time. Now, we're never striving for perfection. That's totally okay. I want you to eat in a way that feels best for your body. But if you're not able to eat in a way that feels best for your body, if you're eating more of one type of food, if you're eating more carbs, more white carbs, more packaged food, more sugar, whatever it is that you might have feared in the past – It's okay. Remember that this is temporary. It's only a blip in time. It is what we do over time that matters in our health in the grand scheme of things. So it's okay if you're eating more packaged food, if you're eating more foods out of bags or boxes or cans or frozen meals. What you need to do right now is take care of yourself in the best way you can. And sometimes that means just making sure that you and your kids are fed and you're happy That's all that matters. So it's okay if your meals look different. I don't want you to feel guilty about it. There is no reason to feel guilty about doing the best you can. So my final note for you, friends, is that it's okay if you feel all over the place. This too shall pass. Like I keep saying over and over again, this is not forever. This is a small period in time, even though we don't know how long it's going to be. I know the uncertainty of not knowing can be really hard, but I want you to know that it's okay. It's okay to feel those feelings. I feel some of those too. I'm here for you. I want you to reach out for support via Instagram or my email. They're both in the show notes if you need it. I'm offering free mini phone sessions all week next week. They're 30 minutes. We can hop on during nap time, chat it out. No expectations, but if you want a little bit more support on how you're feeling around food, around movement, around your body, or just life in general, that's what I'm here for. It's holistic health, so everything goes. And lastly, if you want more support on learning how to stress less about food so you can enjoy life more, I'm still doing my free stress-free eating web class. It's happening on March 30th at 3 o'clock Eastern. Hopefully this means that you have no excuses. You're going to be there with me and we can have an incredible conversation about what it means to stress less about food. I'm going to share with you the four foundations of uncomplicated eating so you can truly uncomplicate the way you eat in order to ditch the diets and release the rules and find what feels good outside of rules and constraints, but you can really truly embrace your beautiful balance. So head to healthymamachris.com slash stress-free or click the link in the show notes to sign up with your name and email totally free. I hope to see you there. And lastly, if you found this helpful today, 
would you please take a screenshot and share it? Share it to your Instagram stories. Share it to your Facebook. Better yet, leave me a five-star rating and a review. If you have a few extra minutes, that is the best free gift you could give me. This podcast is a labor of love. I make zero dollars off of it. It's just something that I put out to the world to give to you, to share with you my insight as well as, you know, some fabulous guests who are also willing to share their insight and their expert advice on what it means to live a balanced life. So if you could do that for me and help me help you during this time, I would so appreciate that. Okay, friends, I'm going to sign off. I will talk to you soon and there will be a brand new episode on Monday.